This is episode number 36 of the Two Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jesse Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Friends, before we jump into today's show, I wanted to tell you that enrollment is now open for one week only for the Postnatal Fitness Specialist Academy, my 10-week online course for trainers, coaches, health professionals, and anyone who is passionate about postpartum health. This is the last class for 2018. There will not be another one until mid-2019. So if you're interested in more details about the Postnatal Fitness Specialist Academy, go to today's show notes to find the link to the registration page. The Postnatal Fitness Specialist Academy is teaching trainers and health professionals how to effectively work with a postpartum person in fitness coaching, supporting them through the immense physiological, mental, and emotional changes occurring through this time period. Again, if you are interested in the academy, enrollment is open for a limited time only, only until October 22nd. So if you're interested, now's your chance. Go to the show notes to find the rest of the details. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of To Birth and Beyond. It's Jesse Mundell and today I have a special guest back to the podcast, my husband, Randy George. This is his second time joining us on To Birth and Beyond, the first time around we talked about our experience in second pregnancy, which was very much a surprise pregnancy and how we were managing the emotions of all of that and going into the transition to two kids in our family. And now we're three months on the other side of it. We have been a family of four for three months today, actually. So we wanted to bring Randy back on to talk about how we have been going through this transition, our experience with it, and some unique things to our situation, including Randy's experience with parental leave. So we're gonna talk through all this. We're gonna answer some questions that you have sent in. Without further ado, welcome Randy back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. We're excited. And everyone, I'm sure will be so interested to hear a lot of your responses on this, especially because you've really been in it this time with newborn life and with parenting our three-year-old as well all day every day which was obviously a different experience than the first time around when you were still going to work and we just had one baby to to think about and to parent so let's dive in we're gonna back up just a little bit and talk about the birth experience with baby number two which is Theo so the birth experience this time around with Theo, we've done a full podcast on it talking about how I really felt with the elective C-section and that whole process and my 
recovery through it, but I want to hear you talk about it. And from your perspective, what did that whole situation feel like for you? And how did it compare to Steele's birth, our three-year-old, which was an emergency C-section experience? I mean, it was a lot more calm going into it, which was great. Our first one was, uh, we've talked about it before, but it, it wasn't ideal. But having it planned out for us was so relaxing to me anyways. Uh, showing up at the hospital and not being rushed into anything. Um, already having a mindset of what the outcome was going to be and how everything was going to go was a lot better. Um, so I think all of it was amazing for us. I know that even planned C-sections don't go to plan, but um, it was great for us, I think. Yeah, we had probably the best experience with that birth that it could possibly be. I didn't really have too many expectations for it. I've talked about it before, but I didn't go into it thinking that it needed to be a healing experience, but it was so relieving. And we've talked about this many times, but just feeling so supported by all the healthcare professionals that made up the team that day who were the OB who we just met minutes before going into that major surgery who would help birth our baby. So that was something I was nervous about, but that man was incredible and helped us feel really at ease. Everyone in the OR that day was fantastic. And then we had incredible support from our midwives continued at the hospital and then postpartum too. So the birth experience really went as great as it could possibly have been. Um, what about those first few days with a newborn? What did that feel like for you? I mean, other than the jaundice and uh, being told of the jitters that our kid had, which makes me always think, think the worst when something like that is said to you. Um, just for context, we had to stay in the hospital for a few extra days because baby Theo had jaundice, had to go under the lights. And he was really jittery in the hospital too, just not smooth movements. Um, his limbs, especially his arms, were really jittery. So that was a bit concerning. Other than that, it was good. Like Theo was a pretty solid baby off the get-go. Was sleeping, was eating. So the first couple days weren't that bad until they told us that we had to stay extra days for the, the jaundice, which <clears throat> I hate leaving you at the hospital, so that sucked. Us both trying to sleep in a hospital bed was horrible, so... Um, the yeah. same hospital The bed. same hospital bed. <laughs> I mean, other than that, Theo again was a champ, and when he was squished between two lights, he loved it. <laughs> he put his little eye mask on and would go right back to sleep in his warmth, so... Gosh, what about when we got home? Things felt really good and positive and the hospital a little shaky when we had to stay a couple days for the jaundice. When we got home, things got a little bit tricky with him. As soon as we got home, he wouldn't sleep on his back, essentially. We realized that he was having symptoms of silent reflex. So we had to do a lot of trial and error in terms of positioning with him, with sleeping. We tried every position under the sun to get that kid to sleep on his back and it simply was not happening. So we eventually transitioned him to sleep on his stomach, which was a bit nerve wracking at first. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but a lot less nerve wracking than hearing him choke in the middle of the night. 
Yes. I know a lot of parents probably go through this with the, the silent reflux, but if your kid hasn't had silent reflux and you hear this gagging sound in the middle of the night, you think you're on edge when they're sleeping without making sounds. Well, hearing that <laughs> makes you shoot at a bed a lot quicker. Yeah, that wasn't the most fun situation. Uh, what has it been like for you? Or let's talk about those first early weeks postpartum managing that transition to two toddler, three-year-old, and newborn on very little sleep. Um, well, we kind of had a plan going into this. Um, other than the first, like, I'd say, yeah, probably the first couple of weeks, I was getting up and uh, grabbing Theo from the crib and helping you out getting situated to do the breastfeeding. Um, but for the most part, you were trying to let me get as much sleep as I could to handle our, our uh, she was two and a half at the time. I wasn't too bad, and our daughter actually was, she wasn't too bad either. She was just trying to figure out what was going on more than anything. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, we had a plan going into it. We kind of stuck to that plan. Um, the only hard part was seeing how emotional you were when Steel wanted to be picked up and held, and you couldn't do it, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that you brought that up about having that plan going into it. So for us, I did need help for the first couple of weeks with the C-section recovery, getting Theo, bringing him to me. That was extremely helpful. But yes, after that point, it was more important for me that I was going to be up anyways in the night breastfeeding. So for you to get a decent amount of sleep so that you could be the primary parent to the three-year-old and really take on a lot of the food preparation, cooking, cleaning, doing those household tasks. So that was really worked well for us. If you're thinking about bringing another baby into the family, that might be something that works for you as well. Our daughter definitely had a tough transition being uh, not the only kid in the family. She definitely had some behavioral issues, more interrupted sleep, but that first month was challenging and it was harder for us to uh, maintain a level of calm and patience with her when she was acting out more frequently, a lot of whining. It was just tough really for her trying to process all that was happening in her world as well as it was tough for us trying to process what was happening in our world too. I don't know if it was so much the extra baggage that we had going on. <laughs> I'll call Theo baggage. Um, it was more the lack of attention from mommy, uh, not getting to sit with mommy, not getting to be held by mommy. Um, I think those were what she was really acting out yeah. for. But I was really nervous going into postpartum with a newborn because of, oh, I think we might have heard a baby noise in the background. I was really nervous about how our relationship would shift, and we'll get into that more as we go through. But that's a big thing, and I know a lot of people are wrestling with the emotions of that too, how your relationship will change with your big kid when your baby comes in. We'll get there. First though, talk to us about parental leave. How has that experience been for you? How long are you considering taking off? Parental leave has been great to be around. Um, I definitely grew a stronger bond with Steel um, because of that, uh, not being able to carry her for you. Um, I had to actually step up my game and be the one to hold her and console her. So it's definitely grown a bond between us a lot better. I'm very grateful for the job I have that I'm able to take this time off. 
Um, I've been off for just over three months now. And to be honest, I'm really considering going back a lot sooner than I had planned. Uh, I originally took the six months, but being a full-time parent is tough. (laughs) It is like, I don't know. I have a tough job, but being home every day, um, more of the mental strain of being a full-time parent is tough. Oh my gosh. Everyone is nodding their heads in agreement to you. and so happy you're saying this right now. Validating everything that they're feeling. It is so tough. It is extremely challenging to be in that role and exactly what you said, the mental and emotional energy that it requires to be with young children all day, every day is extremely challenging. Yes. Um, I don't even know what more to say about that because that's it. Like, it's just, it weighs on your mind, which makes you tired. If you're ever planning on taking parental leave, maybe do some exercises with the mind before you do so. So Randy is supposed to go back in January, but we will see how it goes. And when he does go back, we will bring extra childcare on board. The reason why Randy was able to take such a good chunk of time off from the fire department is because I'm self-employed. So I don't take a parental leave, a maternity leave. And luckily Randy was able to. And quite honestly, this was a huge factor in us deciding to have this baby. If he wasn't able to take parental leave, I'm not sure what we would have done because I did not want to go into it being the primary parent to two children by myself recovering from a C-section. We have no family close by. Our family is on the other side of the country. So it was a huge factor in in our family planning and decision making so it has been essential to us and i just bow down to all the parents out there who are doing this without having another parent co-parent on board throughout the day just so extremely challenging let's talk about that relationship shift a little bit more with steel so as i was saying i was really nervous going into this postpartum period how my relationship with steel would change i thought i would be really heartbroken about it quite honestly just not being able to parent her as much be as close with her put her to bed every night do all the things that we had done for the last almost three years together we had spent a lot of time together i was home basically full time with her for at least the first two and a half years before she started doing a bit more childcare with preschool um so i was really nervous i would say though it It was a much easier transition than I was expecting to be. I had a difficult time those first couple of weeks, especially not being able to pick her up. Once we got into a bit more of a routine with it, emotionally, I felt okay and I felt better than I was expecting to. But as you were saying, I think a huge part of that was seeing your relationship with Steel really grow tighter through that time period because she felt so safe with you, trusted you. You two were spending tons of time together, so that helped me because I knew that she was completely okay. Yes, but don't downplay the first couple weeks of her meltdowns because you couldn't pick her up, and then your meltdowns because you couldn't pick her up, and that separation of bond that you guys did have um, was tough on both of you, and then it was tough for me because... I can't console her in the way that you used to. And then I don't know what to do to console you. So (laughs) we won't downplay that part because it was pretty 
touch and go for yeah. a bit. So there was one one day in particular, I remember where you came up to her bedroom because you could hear both of us crying on her floor because she wanted me to pick her up. She just wanted her mom to pick her up and carry her downstairs. And I was maybe like a week postpartum at that time. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't pick her up. And so we're just both crying on the floor. So sad, really heartbreaking to your baby wants you to pick them up and you just cannot do it. So that was rough, extremely rough. But all in all, I would say that it's been so cool for me to see your relationship with her just go to a different level completely. And I yeah. think she's loved it too. Like your energies are, you match each other so well. So it's been fun. Sometimes it's so well, <laughs> yeah. sometimes not so much. Yeah. Uh, okay. Any, uh, we're going to talk about one more, one more thing. And then we're going to get into some listener questions. Any personal struggles that you've had in this time period on any level? Even going back to what you're saying about just being at home full time. I am a very outgoing person. So being, it feels like stranded in the house <laughs> to me um, is very tough. So it's, we actually, my daughter and I actually got to do a trip down to Colorado to see my sister and brother-in-law. Um, helped so much but the first little while of just being stuck in the house and uh, my daughter's the same way if she's stuck in the house she gets a little um antsy antsy <laughs> we say um is tough and both my daughter and i will purposely get on each other's nerves <laughs> um it's funny for me but not so funny for jesse to listen to <laughs> so um, it's been tough. It's been mentally straining to actually be with my daughter um, from the time she gets up to the time she goes to bed. Uh, to be honest, I don't spend that much time with Theo. He's either with mommy or he's laying down. Or So I've just recently started uh, putting him down for naps and sometimes bed. Um, so that part hasn't been the worst for me um it's been the toddler who i'm having a tough time teaching and having the patience for and i think it goes the same way with her she has a tough time with my patience as well mm -hmm. yes yeah <laughs> you're learning each other for sure okay let's get into listener questions these are so good i am really interested to hear your answers on some of these first question I would like to know if Randy feels, notices, gets it more this time around, i.e. has there been a shift in mental load with him on paternity leave? And I want to know how you, Jesse, feel about this as well. Your listeners have asked me to be as truthful as possible. I'll try not to fluff anything. Um, the mental load, I don't know. It's just different. It's not, I'm not dealing with um, a newborn uh, like we did with the first time around. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what, what it actually is like to have a newborn hanging off me 24 seven. So I don't know that part of it. Um, but you definitely have felt the mental load in regards to toddler parenting, toddler parenting. Yes. Yes. But that is also different too, because she's getting older. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, I, I'm, I'm feeling a different part of it that 
most parents probably feel at this age group, but I, I don't know the, the answer to the With infant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So they uh, want to know how I feel about this as well. So it's been really refreshing for me to see you struggle, to be honest. Mm. And I don't want that to sound mean in any way. I don't want you to struggle, but there's just at some points I would feel like you wouldn't get it. You would go off for work for the day or for night shift and I would struggle with her. I would be the one struggling at home alone with this toddler for hours and hours. And sometimes I just felt like you wouldn't understand. And now I know that you will understand as you go back to work. I did understand before. <laughs> it was just nice to be able to get away, <laughs> but I understood. Mm. I don't know if you did. I don't know if you did until now. I'm ready to go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> so I think what Randy's saying is, hell yes, he's felt way more mental load on paternity leave. I'm really interested to see how we manage this mental load when you go back to work. Because it's going to be a whole new transition for us. Figuring it out all over again. We'll give you an update on that. I think it's going to be different because honestly, I love my job and it is kind of like this mental break for me to go to work, which is yeah tough to say when I'm in the profession that I'm in, mm -hmm. but uh, I think it gives me that break where I can come back and restart. Yeah. So. Okay. Next question. How is our marriage surviving? I honestly feel like we've been pretty solid. Mm -hmm. Um, we've done counseling in the past. I mean, we should go again, not that we need to, or it just helps. Um, even with our past visits with a counselor, we just learned to talk more, um, read each other, when to back off, when to apologize. So honestly, those things leading up to it, uh, beforehand have helped us tremendously with the, where, where we are right now. Yeah, I would agree. I would say the first year postpartum with Steel felt like so many struggles, so rocky, just trying to figure out this huge transition in our lives and our marriage. And this time it feels more solid. I think in huge part was the counseling, as you mentioned. And our counselor really kept reinforcing to us to practice our honest communication and being direct immediately as possible. I think... A big thing for me, too, that has felt so relieving this time, A, having you on parental leave, that has been hugely beneficial for our marriage just because I feel like we're on this whole different level of partnership in parenting this time around. And the second thing is that although we welcomed this new baby into our lives, we're kind of used to the schedule of having a kid already. So we've been working around nap times and bedtimes for the last three years. And that felt really kind of seamless and easy. We know that it's hard to take children out to do anything. So all that stuff wasn't this new, wasn't new struggles. We have felt it before, even though it's this um, perhaps enhanced level of struggle with the schedule, even though um, baby's only a newborn and relatively easy to take around. I just think that that this transition in our life has felt a little less rocky this time, I would say. Which is strange because we've been doing a lot of split parenting. Yeah. Where we uh, haven't really spent that much time together with both kids. Yeah. 
I think it's important that we talk about resentment in this conversation of how our marriage has handled postpartum again, because it's something that we definitely struggled with the first time around, and we've had many conversations about it this time as well, too. So for me, the first time postpartum, this was probably the thing that took me by surprise the most. They were the most uncomfortable feelings that I felt. I just felt so much resentment towards you and specifically the difference in our experiences with entering motherhood and fatherhood. I just felt so much of the time that you couldn't understand what I was going through at all. I felt really resentful at the fact that your life seemingly, again, just from my gaze, continued on so much more normally than mine did, meaning you got to go to work, you got to drive in your truck alone, you got to go out much more easily than I was able to go out, you got to continue sports and stuff, but I think the biggest thing for me was just that it just seemed like it was so much easier for your life to continue looking like it used to, and mine looked so different immediately in all aspects and I just had to consider the baby so much more because I was feeding that baby from my body for every meal that they ate. So this time I think that it has been so different because you've been home and because you've been in the parenting so much more than last time and as we mentioned you're on parental leave so you haven't been going to work so that's been really different too, but I've definitely had those feelings of resentment creep in, especially when you started um, going back to jujitsu practice, so which is something that you love. Around, I think it was like maybe four or six weeks postpartum, you started going back. And it was just, again, I just felt those feelings of frustration coming back in so that you were able to leave the house easily, that I was the one that was then taking care of both kids. Um, yeah, just the the relative ease or the ability for you to check out easier. Not just check out easier, but to go do things more easily than I felt like I could. I want to talk about, though, what we do to preempt the feelings of resentment because it is something that this conversation, like we cycle back to it often. So we really need to talk a strategy on it. And that's something that I think we've done better this time around postpartum. So for me, one of the things that I really appreciate that you do, if you are going to jujitsu practice a couple nights a week, you always make sure that you cook dinner for us beforehand before you go. So then that is just one thing off my plate. There's dinner made for me and for steel and that's not something that I'm trying to do on my own. What has been your reality in this? Like my feelings of resentment towards you, what has that felt like for you? Um, like do I have resentment? Or just what has that been like for you in your experience? Like I know it's frustrating for you. You would change places with me if you could, but you can't, again in terms of feeding the baby. Yeah. So, yeah, what's up in like? Well, obviously this time around has been a lot different because I've been home. But the first time around, um, Steel was stuck to you pretty much the whole time. She didn't take a bottle, so she didn't need me a lot. So it was easy for me to just jump out and go do errands for us or uh, groceries or extra things we needed. Um, and then that also made me feel like I could go and do other things as well with my friends. Uh -huh. 
And then I also had to work, which is another thing I got to the house for. This time around, you obviously see me a lot more of doing work. We have talked about the dinners before I go to jujitsu, and it's still easier for me to jump out of the house with steel than us loading the whole family into the truck, so. Mm-hmm. Can you just validate me and so many other people who might have family situations that are similar than ours, but the... Uh... Transition into motherhood versus fatherhood can feel so glaringly different, and you recognize that. Yes? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I just think that it, it really has been so different for me this time in terms of the resentment. First of all, the feelings, I knew they were coming. I was nervous for those feelings to come back up again because it turned into postpartum rage for me in many situations last time, just allowing those feelings of resentment to get built up and out of control. And this time we're just trying to preempt it much quicker. Um, But as you said, overall, the resentment feels much less because it just feels like you're in, we're in the trenches together every day. Yeah. The first time we didn't talk about it. So I didn't notice a lot bugging you until it was too late, where if you asked me to do anything, I would do it. Mm-hmm. And this time we just know to talk about it. Let me know ahead of time before you start getting two or three different things on the go mm-hmm. and then wanting to explode. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it really just boils down to honest, direct communication as much as possible. Okay, so let's go on to the next one. Does Randy have any strategies to not burn out between demanding toddler, caretaking, and household? This one's a tough question to answer right now because we did go home and we had lots of help, which was probably the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. To our hometown. Um, so I think for that answer, I'm going to have to wait a couple months while we're here struggling with the lack of care. My strategies are honestly, if they're napping, take the time to do your workouts, take the time and honest, clean the house. Clean the house for me is actually relaxing. I put the music on and I just start cleaning. Um, It's almost mindless work where you just are singing your songs and cleaning the house and you make it fun. So it gives you that little bit of break mentally that uh, you kind of need to get the rest of the day going. And I think that I've noticed for you that food has had a big impact this time around too. Eating in a way that makes you feel good mentally. Yeah. um, I don't know if anybody knows, but I've had some stomach issues uh, last year. So I've really had to switch um, how I eat and what I eat, um, which has been amazing because I've actually listened to my body And it's not only helped me with my stomach, but it's helped me with my um, mental capacity, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've just been trying to keep on with that with this second child that we have, which has helped a lot. Yeah. So food and exercise have been biggies for both of us, I would say. Next question. If you two are comfortable talking about it, I would love to hear a real conversation about changes in intimacy slash lack of or lots of sex feelings from both of you around it. I'll let you start that one. Okay. So this has been, this has been different than the first time around postpartum for me too. Similarities though, 
pain, discomfort, burning sensation with intercourse, with vaginal intercourse. So that has been something that we have been working through strategies to help with that discomfort. So that has been one. It is starting to get better already at three months postpartum. I remember it lasting longer the first time around postpartum. And just to mention that that is a really common experience. See your friendly neighborhood public floor physio, of course. We have talked about that on the podcast already. But this time I actually say that my libido feels higher than it did the first time around. Even though... Um, our life doesn't allow lots of times for intimacy right now. It's just difficult to get that time with each other, even though we're both at home all day. What I will say, though, is that I think that increased sex drive last time, it was basically flatline, like bottom out. I didn't really want any closeness, but that was really due in part from a lot of the birth trauma I was experiencing. And two which was related huge fears about getting pregnant, like big time fears about getting pregnant again. This time that's not on the table because during the second C-section, I had my fallopian tubes removed completely, not tubes tied. I had them removed. So that gives a huge sense of peace, big time peace of mind. Just knowing that I, this body will never get pregnant again is extremely relieving. We almost popped the champagne bottle in the (laughs) delivery room when we heard that. Oh my gosh. (sighs) Big exhale. Um, Let's see. I I was going to say something else on this topic though. Oh, I was going to talk about just the transitions in my life from mothering into like feeling sensual and sexy. I find difficult. So putting baby down to nap and then trying to find intimate time with your partner immediately because you always feel like you're on this ticking clock. I find that super tough. There's just really not much time for a transition in your life when you have a newborn who is either breastfeeding, attached to your body, feeding your baby however you're feeding them, um, getting them to sleep, making sure the toddler is managed. I just find that transition between mothering and being in my own body tough at this time what about you um well first pregnancy i was at work so i wasn't dealing with most of the the stuff that was going on at home so my libido is probably a lot higher um i struggled with that a bit because i'm i'm the type of person that likes to have that feeling and that touch um second time around dealing with a toddler till nighttime um, honestly, by the end of the day, I'm just so tired and worn out yeah. that that's not the first thing on my mind. The first thing on my mind is just to de-stress and kind of chill out. Um, I think that stuff will come, <laughs> but I, I'm just not the same second time around that I was the first time. And we've had lots of conversations about that. And you've said that lots of times to me, it'll come, Mm -hmm. it'll come there. It's been frustrating for me at times to just feel like I want to feel pleasure in my body, but it's just not there at times. Sometimes it is, but oftentimes it's just not. And I think that we know now that we felt that resurgence of wanting a lot more physical closeness and intimacy. 
And for me, I felt that big time after Steel, our oldest, weaned from breastfeeding. But I think that that was, it's also just frustrating for me to to really notice those big shifts because I felt that big resurgence uh, when Steel stopped nursing. And then I had a high sex drive through the early part of pregnancy and then just started to decrease and decrease. And now postpartum, it's still quite low. It just is frustrating because again, as I said, I want to feel like in my body and I want to, I want to seek sexual pleasure, but it's just not there at times. And like you said, it will come. It's just frustrating to not be experiencing it now. It just feels like a lost part of myself. And I feel like when it's happening, we're both on the same page this time. Where yes. the first time I would hear no a lot and I wanted to more. So it was frustrating for me. But this time we're both worn out and we're both tired. So I think the longer period apart of uh, not having sex, we're kind of on the same schedule mm-hmm. to where... When you do put the baby down and we have time without steel, we can actually go and be intimate and enjoy it mm-hmm. as much as we can. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, just, yeah, it's not as uh, frequent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last couple questions. What should single kid families be prepared for before second kid comes along? Hell. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're talking about all the positive parts. But there's a lot of mental negative part to it that honestly, from one kid to the having two is tough, Um, mostly for space and space in your life. Yeah. Yeah. There's no freedom. Yeah. None. (laughs) Like nighttime is our freedom. So if you have a kid that doesn't sleep. Yes. There's no freedom. Yeah. It's very challenging. I think what we what we did well was prepared for help for early, early postpartum. What is challenging for us, as we've mentioned, is that we don't have family help. All our childcare time is paid for. And as Randy was saying, we were back in our hometown for the past month and we had so much family help. It felt like a vacation. It was a vacation for us. We had so much help and that's just not our normal daily life back here. So as much help as you can set yourselves up for specifically with the toddler, I feel like that is probably the best thing you could do. And do the things you like to do yes. and get your toddler involved. Like we have steel in skating and I love to go and skate on ice. So doing that stuff kind of gives me a break and to watch her enjoy it mm-hmm. or overcome her struggles with trying to skate is enjoyable for me. So doing things like that, it helps. Mm -hmm. Last question. What has been refreshingly better than you expected? If anything, um, well, having a second kid has actually been more refreshing than I thought it was going to be. So, um, when we first heard that we were pregnant, uh, my mind just totally went off the deep end thinking the worst things, um, especially with not having the help. I see my family members have two or more kids, and but they had the help. So um, 
it's he's been great. Other than the silent reflex, which we kind of have a handle on now, um, he's been so easy. Like he's he's literally slept twelve hours a night. I don't know if we'd be still still having the same conversation yeah. if that was a different story. Yeah, he's been sleeping. I don't even want to say it out loud because we're probably going to go <laughs> deep into the four-month sleep regression here soon. But yeah, since about 12 weeks, he's been sleeping 10, 12 hours a night, which was the same as our daughter too. So we have had it extremely lucky in that department. For me, what has been refreshingly better is, as you said, the whole experience, because I was expecting it to be absolute nightmare, quite honestly. I was so terrified and it has not been an absolute nightmare it has been better than i expected because i was expecting it to be so awful in so many ways and there are lots of hard moments throughout the day don't get us wrong uh, but for me it just feels like peace now this is it we're done this is our family unit it's complete and it feels so relieving it does so if you're planning on having a second kid just think it's going to be the worst thing in the world. Yeah. And it's going to be better. For <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> okay. Any last, any last words? I don't know what to say. Um, it's just, it's been not as, not as big as a roller coaster ride as it was with the first one. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was us mentally preparing or what, but um, it's, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. which is the reason I didn't want to have a second kid in the first place was because we had our family down to what we wanted to be schedules mm-hmm. and uh, the extra help, which was we were lacking. Mm-hmm. So before you have a second kid, just have the conversation with your partner, make sure you're ready, make sure it's the time. I mean, I say that when I tell everyone that there's no perfect time, but uh be ready. Have that conversation with your partner and set up counseling if you need to prepare. Um, if you're having struggles beforehand, do not put yourself in that situation because it's going to be horrible. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's one thing that this pregnancy taught us too was to communicate better and better and better. I think that postpartum number one taught us a lot about communication but then the second pregnancy it really upped the ante on how honest we had to be with each other because we were both feeling a lot of hard feelings and so I think that has helped us in postpartum number two as well yeah and laugh about stuff (laughs) we laugh a lot more at this pregnancy than we did or this postpartum than we did the first one sure we were stressed and we thought it was the worst thing in the world. Our lives were going to end if the baby was freaking out. But mm-hmm. we laugh a lot more this time around, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Roll with the punches a bit better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. So yeah, you either stress or you laugh. <laughs> All right, friends. That's everything for this episode. If you have more questions, we are happy to answer them just give us a message on instagram or email us and again happy to talk through more of this relationship and marriage stuff with postpartum experiences thank you randy thank you
On the next episode of To Birth and Beyond, we're so lucky to have Nadine Woods, founder and creator of the intimate apparel company, Mayana Genevieve. We talk with Nadine about lingerie, nursing bras, motherhood, and entrepreneurship. One last reminder before we go today, the Postnatal Fitness Specialist Academy is open for enrollment. This is the last class of 2018. If you are interested and passionate about supporting moms in their health post-pregnancy, we would love to have you on our team. The details for registration are in the show notes today. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher. 